0: Welcome to the Joyful Nourishment Podcast. This is a podcast about a relationship with food and eating, body image, eating disorder recovery, mental health, and more. I am your host, Lynn Thorstenson, a registered nutrition therapist and body image coach based in the West of Ireland. And I'm so glad that you're here. This week, I am doing a solo episode for you. And I spent a long time thinking about what should I talk about and in the end I landed on this topic around goals and my reflections on my own process of goal setting and how maybe taking a more flexible approach to a goal setting could be really helpful in staying the course over a long time longer time and we're also now at the time of recording at the end of January, or we're heading that way anyway. And this is a typical time that when people have started off really strong at the beginning of the year and gone gung-ho and you feel really motivated, it's a new year and everything feels fresh and exciting, that some of that motivation starts to wane. And what do we do then? Like, How do we come back to it if if it's something we want to work on over time? And I also wanted to share with you something that I learned when I went to a local networking group and a talk the other week talking about habit changes and in relation to wellness because there was a couple of kind of tips that I picked up from that that I hadn't really thought about. And that said, I do sometimes find that this kind of endless pursuit of self-improvement and self-development and just trying to like the message that we always have to get better and more productive and smarter and more efficient um, and and even like besides the message that we have to continuously try to change our bodies and fix our bodies or work on our mental health and like it can feel quiet relentless and sometimes you can also feel like it's difficult to keep up or maybe your body or your health doesn't want to conform to that and it just leaves us feel like a failure whereas I think if we can pair it back to the very basic question of how can I take care of myself right now It might give us much more space to respond in a way that is unique to our own needs at that very specific moment in time, because things are always changing, right? And what I need today might be very different from what I need tomorrow. And I feel sometimes when we can think about things in this way of being more open and responsive rather than pushing towards this very specific goal that I've set myself that this is what I have to do or this is what I really or this is what I have to do to achieve what I want it just it, I i feel and this is just my personal sense of it is that it can just make it feel really rigid and then if we have to stop or deviate or we get a bit lost in our path for whatever reason it It just sets us up for this sense of I failed rather than being like, Oh, right, maybe this goal that I had set myself wasn't really aligned with what I wanted or maybe um you know life happened, and I had to attend to lots of other things before I could come back to attend to you know these um actions that. I do want to implement and that I do feel are useful. To give you an example of what what this has looked for me in the past, when I was deep in my own dieting, binge eating, restrictive kind of journey, I had tons of diet books, tons of them. I actually discovered them uh, back at my dad's place when I was there about two years ago. I'm cleaning out some stuff and there was like a whole box of books even though I, I haven't actually lived there for over 20 years, these were books that I had accumulated about almost 20 years when I lived in Australia. And I shipped them all back. I paid money to ship all these books back to my dad's house in Sweden. Anyway, what used to happen is I'd buy a diet book and even the plan might actually include lots of foods that I liked eating, but there is always different types of breakfasts for every day. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes it's like every day has different foods and different meals and different snacks. And it's just, it's too much variety. And you just like, I tend to eat mostly the same types of breakfasts most days. And I don't think I'm very unique in that. So what tend to happen was I could never stick to it. I don't know if I ever finished an actual diet to you know to whatever it was like 6 weeks or 8 weeks or 12 weeks I don't think I ever got to the end of it to be honest because I just couldn't stick to you know beyond maybe 5 or 10 days and then I was like something happened or I couldn't eat um I didn't have the breakfast that they recommended and then maybe I was hungry and I ended up eating you know something that was off plan and then I got well The plan is broken. So, you know, I'll have all the other foods that are off plan now while I kind of screwed up my day anyway, and I'll get back onto tomorrow. And sometimes I would get back to it tomorrow, and sometimes I wouldn't. I'll just keep binging for a while, and then I'll just keep going back to, I'll try to find some another plan that might fit better. And I think I noticed when I now set my intention for wanting to move my body a bit more this year. That some of that really old mentality kind of can be there. But I also noticed that the work and the reflections and curiosity that I brought to this pattern over the year is starting to, I don't know, pay off. Because what I did notice was that I started off really well. I was doing the types of movements that I said I wanted to do. I was going out for walks when the weather was allowing it and when it was lovely and sunny and really enjoying it. I was going into the pool for my swims and I was doing the amount of lengths in the pool that I kind of had to set up for myself, feeling really chuffed and smug. And it's like, oh, this is going really well. And I think I can... Actually, keep to this now, this time around, and it's going to be all fine. And then what happened? I was feeling a bit unwell, and my energy levels really plummeted. And I just felt that what I really needed was to step back a bit and to give some space for rest. I didn't feel like that I had the the energy that I needed or that I'd had the previous weeks to do the type of movements at the level that I had been doing. And what's what's so interesting is that when those things have happened in the past, I really felt like such a failure for not being able to be consistent and sticking with it. Because I think I really hold a deep belief about myself that I'm not very consistent. I'm not a very consistent person. And it's just not who I am. And I just can't do that and you know maybe that's true and and maybe it's great if we can be consistent but do we look at the consistency in a very short space of time like a few weeks or a couple of days or do we look at consistency over a much longer time span like months and even years and I think if we're broadening our vision and we're looking at things like consistency over The space of months and even years, then we need to be bringing in some sense of flexibility there because that kind of rigidity is really, really difficult to stick to. Um, Of course, depending on what it is, but on how it serves you, but like over long term, because life itself is always in some kind of flux, sometimes it's in chaos. But sometimes it's in, you know, it's always in the lower level of flux. Things are changing. The seasons are changing. Our bodies are changing. Our energy needs are changing. And in order to be consistent over a longer arching time, I think the practice of trying to meet ourselves where we're at becomes so much more important because that is what I, I believe is going to give us like the actually the actual forward momentum that we are craving if we are become very rigid it just can't, it actually technically keeps us stuck even though that might feel counterintuitive but back to my story what happened with my my movement was that I, I just didn't go to the pool all for all of that week I went out for some short walks and I was feeling like my energy was feeling really low. And the difference now is that I was I was much better to be okay with giving myself a break. When my energy levels started to return a bit, like they did the other day, I went back to the pool and I was able to swim and I felt quite good. And I decided I'm not going to do that amount that I typically set myself as a target. I'll do half of that and then I did a little bit more and I said look I'm going to stop here rather than keep pushing through because I still felt that my energy level levels weren't quite up to what they have been previous and by doing that and by allowing myself the space and then to come back to the practice again I feel like it gave me confidence that I can actually keep returning that, if I need to take a break from whatever i 'm doing uh, because my body tells me so, or circumstances are changing, and it it just gives me the confidence to to return to the intention of the practice of moving my body because it's important enough, but when I remove the sense of judgment and failure for trying having to take a break it just it's the it feels like there's more space than to return because I didn't do anything wrong. I was actually trying to meet my need when my needs changed. And if we think about that with food, like what would I look like when we think about this in the re- in relationship to food? So, if your intentions are that you want to eat maybe a wider variety of food, for example, you want to bring in some. New types of foods, or trying some, you know, widen the variety of the types of fruits and vegetables you eat, or something along those lines. If you have a week where, you know, your life is so full and you find yourself reverting to easy cooked meals, prefab, fridge, freezer, partly ready stuff just to make ease in your life, and because time is such a big constraint. That doesn't mean that you can't keep returning to your intention of trying new things. It might just be in that particular moment of time. This is the kindest thing you can do because in the end of the day, fed is always best. Trying to be like that bit more flexible gives us space, I think, to be changing things over time. But it's so much more subtle then when we are going going gung-ho into very specific targeted actionable steps and you know life gets in the way so then we can't stick to it because oh well that didn't work for me so I won't ever bother with that again whereas I'm like okay that way didn't work but I still want to do this thing of whatever it is eating more variety or moving your body or finding time for my creativity or you name it, it's important enough to figure out, okay, that didn't work. Hmm, is there something else that could work? Or do I need to prioritize differently? And if we can bring this sense of curiosity into this exploration, I feel like it gives more space and more dynamic to be receptive, to adapt, as our life around us might be changing sometimes it's stuff we have control over sometimes it's not and sometimes we need to take a break even from the intentions and these great intentions we had because life throws us curveballs that are you know that that are urgent and that needs um that we need to tend to and we might just need to drop something for a while and can we be okay with that and it feels like for me that being okay with sometimes having to pause something or sometimes things taking a backseat for a while because other things are more pressing, if we can be okay with that, it might give us more space to come back into the other things that we also really value and that we want to do um, when times allow, or it's easier to maybe. To figure out where can I fit this in because it is important, and con- continue to reevaluate what we need to do in order to do these things. So those are some of my reflective thoughts around, you know, my relation, my personal relationship with goal setting. I just I've had a really difficult time with things like the word discipline and being disciplined, uh, which also means I think being really consistent. Which is not I think the same thing as being congruent because I try to be congruent and if I'm going if I say I'm going to do something I will do it though I think sometimes my partner might disagree about some of my timekeeping in our relationship Um, and that's probably something I have to examine and maybe work on if I want to change. So I wanted to tell you something that I learned from this workshop that I went to last week around habit changings, and some of the typical things that I just mentioned for me came up. It's like I'm never consistent, so I'm never being able to change um, habits, or it's just too difficult, and I don't like being dis I don't like the word discipline. And but one of the things that she said, this this woman who gave the talk was, when we want to change habits, so if there is something we're doing that we want to not do anymore, do less of, and try to break that habit. Then she said, we need to add some friction to it. So some of the suggestions of habits that people wanted to break in the room was, um, one person said, I really want to stop scrolling on my phone as much. And that is definitely something that I can personally relate to. So the speaker then said, look, how can you add friction to that and some of the suggestions was and this was particular in relationship to social media was to maybe take the social media apps off the phone and only use them when they were on the computer or only have them on on the phone available for certain days of the week or taking um you know setting these blocks on the apps and stuff like that and I've tried all of those and I think for me, what works the best is to have the apps off the phone and just use them on the computer when I'm on the computer. So adding friction. And another thing was that, you know, she wanted to stop using the phone first thing in the morning. Again, something I can relate to. And it would be like not having it in the bedroom, putting it like out of sight first thing in the morning. So just adding a bit more friction. And I do think it works. And it takes consistent action to try to like do that and I know when I fall into the habits of picking up my phone I don't have it in my bedroom anymore I took that out some years ago and that's been really good but I just still get up I do you know do something and I pick up my phone and I check emails like before I've had breakfast before I've done anything. things I do I, you know what I feel kind of like Maybe it isn't a habit I really want to break. And maybe that's the problem. I'm not that interested in or invested in trying to break that habit. And I think just owning that makes me then think about it some more. Why don't I want to break it? And maybe there's much more to uncover there. But the other thing, the flip side of that is then if you want to establish a new habit, would be to make it as easy as possible So one of the suggestions, again, that came up in the room was this person wanted to try to go for a walk every day. And again, what she said was, like, if your intention is, for example, to move your body every day, just make it really small. It might be like, okay, my intention is to move my body and they could be five minutes. It could be 15 minutes. It could be 50 minutes. It could be five hours. So the length of time doesn't really matter. It's the action. So, this person said that in order to try to move their body and go for a walk, they have their trainers or runners next to the front door. So, it's easy to just put them on and go out, and they're just there as a visual kind of prompt. And they also said, Look, I put on my yoga tights or my athletics wear, even though I'm working in front of the computer. Um, So that I'm I'm kind of half-dressed for the job anyway. And that's been working quite well for them. And another thing that she said, again, to establish a new habit is to tie it to something that you're already doing. And one of the things that I want to share with you that really stuck out for me was, um, again, in relation to sort of getting up when we're sitting, was that one of her clients had found that when you're on a Zoom call and you press the end call button, where the call ended, that that in itself was the prompt to get up and move around. Or even just get up off the seat and have a stretch. And that is something that I have been trying to implement for the last few days while I'm remembering to do it. And I can see that that is actually something that I like to do and that I want to do and that I would keep coming back to try to remember to do that Um as a practice because again I think it aligns with the values that I have currently of wanting to move my body more whereas this other thing of like not checking my emails first thing in the morning do you know what I'm not quite as invested in changing that habit right now but overall I think whether it's goal setting whether it's trying to break a habit a new habit giving yourself space and to come back to the question of you know cultivating this attunement with your body and asking the questions what do I need right now and what how does that make me feel and sometimes it's it's and it's hard and sometimes we have to try something out I think if I'm feeling like what do I re- what do I need right now and that's like maybe I need food what kind of food do I want and sometimes we, ha- we're, if we're not sure, because if we haven't been very good at listening to our bodies or communicating uh, with our bodies in this way for a long time, this takes practice. It can take weeks and months. And we have to just do a little bit of trial and error. So if I'm not sure if I'm hungry, maybe I will just pick something and I'll eat a few bites and my body's going to tell me more. Because if I'm really hungry... It's going to respond with increasing the hunger. And if I'm not, I'm just going to go, Nah, actually that wasn't it. And I think the same when we're questioning, do I need to move my body or do I actually need a rest? Sometimes you can try it out. Take a rest for 10 minutes and see if that makes it better or if that changes things or just go outside for five minutes and see how do you feel? And you're like, now I actually really need to sit down or I need to have a nap or just by going out you kind of feel like, do you know what, it's just my brain that's tired. That Being out in the sunlight or just feeling some fresh air on my face and inhaling it makes me feel better. You can't go wrong if you're being curious about it. I think where we do set ourselves up for failure is when we are trying to be very rigid and that we think about that there's a right way and a wrong way there's so much space to be flexible and again to try our best to meet ourselves where we're at and for that to be good enough that's my conversation and the solo episode for you this week and if you have any thoughts or comments please feel free to leave a comment on my Substack post where some of this, where this podcast also lives, but you might be listening to it on Apple podcast or Spotify or somewhere like that, or even in the browser. So then do come back to um, the Substack and the link is in the show notes if you want to leave a comment. And again, as always, thank you for being here and I see you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. The Joyful Nourishment Podcast is produced with no financial backing and your support means a lot to keep this project going. If this episode has been helpful in any way, please consider liking, subscribing or leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. This helps the podcasts to be found by others. And of course, you can also forward this episode to a friend whom you think may benefit find out more about what i offer on straightforwardnutrition.com and if you're interested in working with me please use the link in the show notes to book in for a free initial 30 minute session and finally please come and join the joyful nourishment community over on substat unless you're there already by subscribing to my newsletter using the link below